You are about to hear another glory meeting from the village chapel at Fiskerton. It is led by Henry and Connie and took place on the 26th of June. It was a Saturday evening and it was very, very hot. Nevertheless, the chapel was crowded and the meeting went on for nearly four hours. The following is an edited version of that meeting and we trust it will bless your soul.
first verse out again, it's so wonderful. Someone of that experience. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. We pray through Jesus' name. While you are blessing us, we pray for a blessing upon every place of worship where thy word is proclaimed. We pray tonight, O God, that many souls will be saved and set free and bodies healed and thy name glorified and thy kingdom extended. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank every one of you for coming here tonight. And we know that God is here to meet every one of our needs. And I always like it to be known in every meeting where we get together this, that God has still got no favorites. If you can save a man like me, and especially that chap over here, and him, is out for anybody. It's wonderful what God can do and set many women free. Praise the Lord. It's a very hot night tonight, and I hope to have quite a lot of testimonies. We just want the God to lead this meeting, so that when we've come at the end of the meeting, we say it was good to get together in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you tonight, we love every one of you, and God loves every one of you too. Thank you for coming from Barnsley. Thank you for coming from Selby. God bless you. We welcome everyone in the name of Jesus. Shall we start off with giving Jesus a hearty clap?
been a wonderful. I just want to read a portion of a scripture to bless your soul. It's so wonderful. Some wonderful news here tonight in the third epistle of the Gospel of John. These are wonderful words, and it thrills my soul when I read them. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. You don't, we believe a lot more than being just a sinner saved by grace. We believe we should become the sons of God and you feel good about it, you feel thrilled about it. If this is a becoming business, first of all, we accept Christ Jesus as our own personal saviour. And then we realise that God is so good, we feel so good about it. And then we venture in by faith to, to embrace this wonderful love that is given to us. And by doing that, and we're seeking his face, and asking us to fill with his spirit, we become the sons of God. And I defy anybody to get quiet when you've got it. Because it's so wonderful, it's so real, and it's God that teaches us all these wonderful things. Behold what manner of love. A wonderful manner of love, isn't it? Now tonight we're going to feed on the hidden manner. And everyone is going to feel better for coming here. And many will never be the same again. It's wonderful. Beloved, now, I do like this now business. We haven't got to wait while next year at this time. Or August bank holiday. We can have it now. You haven't got to wait while you go to the glory convention at Clacton. We can have it now. We can enter in the fullness of God now. It's revival time now, brother. I'm so glad when God revealed it to me that I was more than just a sinner saved by grace and hanging on to a tightrope. Hope I will be saved. I hope I'll get there. There's no hoping you know you'll get there while you put your trust in him because he gives you that blessed assurance of sins been forgiven. Made white in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, oh, beloved, now are we the sons of God. Doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Oh, hallelujah. We're in something real. This thing is real. And it's big thing, God moving by his spirit, you know. I was so pleased I picked the Daily Mail up last this week and I saw it said, a man that found God in the Watergate trial out there in America. One of the lowest and the filthiest men of the lot, he found God in all that filth. And, it, and, and, it is, and now it's going, there it is in the Daily Mail, the man who found God, who, bless me, I thought, I was a man that found God in here as well, you know about him. I found, you found him, didn't you? A man that found God in all the Watergate trial. And he's, he's so thrilled about it, he's got a book that's coming out, it'll cost four pounds, but uh, you no need to pay that four pounds, I can tell you it's out of here, praise the Lord. But he's got a book out, he's come to visit England to tell people how he's been, about being born again. Oh, it thrills my soul. And the book is called Being Born Again. So even the daily press is back in this gospel. And God's back in the time even by the sunshine. Praise the Lord. 
We know with the sunshine of his love coming in, people are getting so excited, they're getting so blessed. Well, there's a man over there. You were not telephoning about it, weren't you? Well, come up here and just tell him. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Bring your banjo over here, All the way from Barnsley. Well, you know, Frank. Tell them how to change your life. Come on. God. You know, since I've been coming here, you know, it, I don't like but sitting on the platform. You can see everybody. I like to be down there looking up. But anyway, you know, some people seem to get so overcome and, and a real anointing and some sit still and all this. But I think all the time, whichever way, God's feeding us. And I think, well, I never seem to get this full anointing on me in the meeting. But it always seems to come afterwards. Sometimes at work, you know, when I'm working, it comes over me and I can't keep still and I have to go in the corridor and jump up a few times and go back in. <laughs> and, but I think, uh, and it's, oh, it's, uh, it keeps coming over, doesn't it? But anyway, last week, uh, Brother Henry came over and just laid his hands on me and he says, uh, give this young man, young friend of mine, uh, this friend of mine uh, a great anointing. Well, you know, nothing happened, no less, but... On Sunday we had to go to Cleethorpes and uh, to be, meet some friends at the assemblies out there. And they were having an open air night in the morning. I, it was just the same. In fact, I was sure that all Satan were contesting with me because I felt really down. Uh, even after this meeting, I, I, not so much down as a real tussle going on inside me. And uh, I, know what it, I knew later what it was, but anyway, I went to the meeting and after lunch they said we're having a, an open air on the sands. Well, I don't know about you, but there's not a lot of people like going in the open air. It's like going to the swimming baths when they say the water's a bit cold. Once you jump in, you're right. If you can get there, you have to get there first, but get jumping and it's smashing. It's never nice. There's always the old fluttering out and all this. Now, I didn't want to go, and I says to my wife, I don't know what this open air's like. I says, and I'd rather see it before I go in. But they says, look, bring your banjo, Jerry. We need you. Anyway, I went without banjo. They made me go back for it. Anyway, and I, now I came back in that open air with my banjo. It came over me. This anointing was still on the beach, and there were all the people uh, on the front, you know, uh, up on the promenade. And... Uh, it came over me and I was like this, I couldn't keep still. And this, woman, this woman said to me, she says, are you going to give a word, brother? I said, I can't keep still. I've got to... Oh, when it won marble, and he, he says, our brother over there will sing. And I got hold of this mic, and I don't know what I said, friends, but do you know, the Spirit of the Lord was upon me that day, and he really blessed me, the Lord. I told my wife, I, said, I bet the word means cabra. But praise the Lord, he wonderfully blessed me. And I'm going to tell you something, friends, but if we lift Jesus higher, he draws all men, because when I looked up, it wasn't me, but when I looked up, there must have been three times more people stood there than there was, enough to terrify you. But I, I stood in the power of the Lord, and it was absolutely marvellous. And he wonderfully blessed me, and then uh, we gave him a song. And do you know, this young fellow that came at the morning, my mother's an expression, saying it was Lazarus. Now, <laughs> the world, that this young fellow were really bound with uh, his, you know, uh, what they call self-consciousness. And do you know the Spirit of the Lord came on him as well and he was free. And the meeting at night you were absolutely marvellous how God sets us all free. But it's what's happening here, friends, because God's training us and we don't know it. And it's not within us, it's within him because if we try and do anything ourselves, we can't. But the Spirit of the Lord, once the anointing comes on, friends, it's absolutely fantastic. You can 
Dean of Canute, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And I had to think on what do you Monday night? I thought, well, I should have to find out about whether we have to come early or come late or go later come early but I praise the Lord for what he did for me and every, every week every week he feeds us don't he friends and I think we've all got to go back into the lion's den when we leave here because we meet Christians that are the worst see it isn't sinners that persecute us it's Christians but God is working wonders in this meeting and why ever I just can't understand why there are empty seats in this place tonight because it should be full to overflowing because they're very scarce these meetings and we consider it a great privilege from God that we can come and enter in with one another and have fellowship with one another because with the spirit witnesses doesn't it friends and it's absolutely marvellous what God's done for me and I thank him for everything and my wife as well it's brought us into a more fuller liberty not strengthening ourselves but something that you can witness it's a different witness isn't it it's not a condemnation there was a young man stood in that opening and he told everybody there were sinners and they were going to hell they don't want to know they want to know that Jesus loves them and he's got an answer for everything today's problems they know the sinners they know the sinners they know they're not right but the love of God draws everybody and this is what we've got to preach we cannot preach condemnation to anybody the love of God shed abroad in our hearts and I thank God that he's working in my heart and he's given us all the desire to come and have fellowship because he's equipping us for greater work we're only starting on friends and it's marvellous because I'll tell you what I like about this this wonderful salvation it's, there's always something else in there tomorrow's different, the day after's different the blessings of the Lord, it's like going in orchard, when I was a lad I used to go in orchard and it was full, there were pear trees and peach trees, oh it was marvellous and they're there, but these they never die, these fruits that we can pick they're there for the taking, praise his wonderful name, and I thank him that we're coming tonight friends, because I'm going to tell you something I don't know if you've all been in here before but you'll never be the same you're never the same again once you've been in one of these meetings because the first time I came it come over me two days later and it was marvellous and I thank God that he's equipped me and he's equipping me and we're learning day by day and I thank him we can see him in all our circumstances for his name's sake Amen
to think that my chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Oh, Lord, it's wonderful to know that every chain has been broken, and the only way we can get them back is by us, our own doing. Oh, praise the Lord that he breaks every fetter so we go out free. And remember that those in the world and those Christians back home, they do their best to get you bound up again. But all that stands fast in the liberty again. You'll never be the same again and I don't want to be the same as I was in the past. I want to be a new creature every day, living and moving and walking in the Spirit because it's only the Spirit of God which can cleanse me every day from those things which are so unlovely, which the world are looking on at and saying, look at her, she did this and she did that and she does the other. But it's the Spirit of God which keeps us from doing and saying those things that are unlovely and ungracious. You know, we, we meet together with some friends, I've told you before, who are Christians, and they're wanting something better. They've had a little taste now and again. But when we try to explain to them that you don't come for a little blessing here and there, you walk in the blessing of God. You move in the blessing of God. You take the blessing with you when you go out. And it stays with you all the time. And I want it to stay with me all the time. I want to be moving in the spirit at work. I want to be moving in the spirit when I'm at home. I want to be praising the Lord continually. Because praise, as we've so often said, brings the victory. Oh, what wonders he could work for us and through us and in us if we'd only have every part continually given over to him. Bless you. Bless you, my dear. I just know how our sister feels it's now. God bless you. That's wonderful, sister. Praise the Lord. Well, we have a lone lady what's had a miracle performed upon her recently, and she's here in this front seat here. God's done something marvellous. We, we worship a miracle-working God. There wasn't much hope for this, Doreen. She's got to tell you herself. Come on, Doreen. I don't know the fact. I know she's dying, but there we are. You what's happened, Doreen. You can tell better than I can. You know. Bless the Lord. You know, I just thank him for what he has done. You know... I haven't been out to work for uh, 12 months about now and I kept going to work and I kept having these attacks and my blood pressure was going sky high and uh, the doctor's saying, you can't go to work, you've got to rest, you've got to this, you've got to take this, you know. And uh, they kept taking me in hospital with this heart trouble. Anyway, <laughs> I finished up in Leeds last week, <laughs> infirmary. and. Uh, they cut me like and they put some like catheter tube tubing up round my heart sort of thing and uh, they injected some dying to illuminate my heart and uh, <laughs> to see what all the matter and they can't find a thing wrong with it <laughs> 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 you know 
but and before they've had these x-rays and they've said, well, there's certainly thing you'll have to go in and have this operation, you know. In this leads infirmary, and I thank God because of it, I ain't had to have anything. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Bless him. You know, it's just wonderful, isn't it? You know, you've just to commit yourself in his hands. You know, you don't need any other, only Jesus. You know, you, when you've got Jesus, you've got everything. You don't need nothing else but his, for his wonderful love. You know, it's just wonderful when Jesus loves you. You know, I thank God because when they first told me about Jesus, they told me about his wonderful love, you know, and I'd never known love before. You know, when, I to when they told me about his wonderful love, you know, it just touched me. And I just wanted to know this wonderful person what could love me, you know, because I, I was just an outcast and nobody loved me. But, you know, I thank God that he loved me, you know. Praise the Lord. Father, we praise and thanks for the miracle you have performed upon Dory. We pray in Jesus' name that you will take her and bless her and use in a mighty way to place forth this gospel of love. Joy and peace in Jesus' name. So if you have a burden tonight, you will leave it with Jesus. Leave it there, come. Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Anyone got a burden tonight? Well, we've come to a place where you can be set free and you leave your burden there. Leave it
You know, I thank God that once we were blind, but now we see. I thank God for every one of us here. You know, we were blind, but thank God is opened every eye here, I believe. You can, uh, you can thank God for heavenly eyesight. Blessed are the eyes that see the things that ye see. And Jesus said that, you know, it's a wonderful thing. We were blind. We were as blind as a, a man that has never seen this world before. But thank God the miracle took place in us. Once you're blind, but now you see. You see the things pertaining unto the kingdom of God. Once we were deaf. Thank God that now we can hear. We can hear his voice by the Spirit. We hear his voice and he speaks to our souls and it fe he feeds our souls. Blessed are the ears that hear the things that ye hear. Thank God for the anointing oil of God which has given us listening ears. You know, it's awful to be deaf, isn't it? You know, I've been a bit deaf in this ear and it's been a bit of discharge, you know, and it's ever so difficult. You just can't communicate with people like you would. You're only sort of half there. And you know how many people, you know, they, they just haven't a clue about the things of God. They don't know how to listen to the still small voice within them. But thank God he unstopped our ears one day. Glory be to God. And the things that we, we didn't uh, 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 let us slide, slide past us, glory be to God. They take on a new meaning. When he speaks them, they knew. When God speaks them to your soul by the Spirit, they come alive. Hallelujah. They come alive and you live. Hallelujah. You know, when Henry was speaking about the man at, um, uh, that was born again at Watergate, you know, it just blessed my soul. I thought, yes, that's just where you are born again. You're born again in, in tears of repentance. You're born again. And I said to Jean, I said, you know, these are the Watergates. This is the Watergate. This is the Watergate. Uh, we begin to weep and we wonder why. We begin to weep and we wonder why. And God begins to give us our sight as, as, as he melts us at his feet. Thank God for Calvary again. Thank God for the blood of Jesus which cleanses us from all sin and keeps us pure and keeps us clean. Thank God for the fountain that was opened for sin and uncleanness the day Amen. Jesus Christ died and rose again. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God. You know, the religious man just speaks about these things. He talks about them from his head and he knows that they're true and he knows that they're right. But you know, it's only the Spirit of God that, that reveals to my heart just what it means and just what it means to me and what it means to you. It meant eternal life for me and it meant eternal life for you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's wonderful, isn't it? Glory to God. These things are so real, so real to every one of us. And you know, I was reading a scripture uh, uh, the other day and it's in Luke and it says, uh, Luke chapter 2, uh, chapter 1, verse 76. in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercies of our God whereby the day spring from an eye hath visited us Amen. to give light to them that sit in darkness Amen. and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit 
and in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel, you know. And I believe, you know, what happened uh, to John, it, it happens to us too, you know, uh, through the tender mercies of our, whereby the day spring from an eye hath visited us, you know, and the sister was talking about it springing up from within. It's the day spring, it's the day spring, Christ within you, the hope of glory, springing up into everlasting life. And I thank God that he, he does that, what he did, what he did and prophesied over John, thank God he's done within every one of us. The day spring is an eye, and you know, you feel as if you could really spring. You could really spring. All our steps are, are sprung somehow. And you know, it came to me that one day, you know, we shall spring right up into glory with him. Amen. 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 Talk about fearing the second coming. Why, it's a glorious thing to meet your beloved, to have that hope within you that any moment you could spring right up into the heavenlies uh, to that great convention in the air. Oh, I'm longing to be there. That great convention in the air. Oh, glory to God. From every, from every, from every nation, uh, he's drawing his people from every colour, from every creed. Those that are born again and filled with the Spirit, the day spring and I, he'll show spring that we won't be able to help but go and meet him. Because he draws us, hallelujah, the day spring from an eye. And you know, in the margin it says, uh, the sun, the sunshine, the sunshine from an eye hath visited us. And the branch hath visited us. Thank God that we're in the branch, and it's the branch. Jesus Christ was the branch, the branch that matters, that, that shall spread through the whole earth and shall bless this world. Thank God that we're to be found in him. We're grafted in by, by this, this wonderful word of God. Thank God for the word of God. You know, I read a, a rather a, a funny scripture in, in uh, Ecclesiastes, and I was telling her about it yesterday. It says, it's better to die than to be born. And you know, I thought, I thought, well, it's, it was wonderful to be born. It's a marvelous world. But you know, that's true, you know. It's better to die than to be born. And I thought, how true that is. You know, it's better to die to, now to all his sins and to be born again in God. We die to live and we live to die. God changes the order. And I thought it was a mystery to me, but thank God we, 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 we have passed from death. It's passed. When we're born again, we have gone through the death and we're born again of the Spirit of God. It's better to, to die than to be born. You know, if you go through all this world without God, you, you finish up, you finish up in, a, in, a, in, in a place where you'll never know the blessing and the love of God or anything else forever and ever. It's everlasting. Everlastingly uh, uh, hidden from God forever. Cut off. Cut off from all that is lovely. But thank God that now we pass from death unto life. Thank God for this miracle. Thank God for this privilege. Thank God, brothers and sisters. Amen.
second half of this recording, please turn your tape over. Now there's a, a row along the folk at the back there, one, two, three, four. Hey listen, five of you, I want spontaneous testimony from you. Can you... Come on, Joanne, you're the first one. Tell what Jesus has done for you, my darling. Well, uh, what Jesus has done for me, well, he saved me. Praise the Lord. Well, this week I was talking to Karen. Well, she's not here tonight, but, which is a shame. I wish she was. But um, and she, I was saying, well, you know, for the past few weeks, we, we haven't been asked up to give our testimonies. And uh, she says, well, what, you know, give me your testimony. What, what would you say, you know? Uh, and I says, oh, never mind. I, I, I know I'll get up, asked up on Saturday, and I have done. But, you see, she says, um, well, if, you, if you've been saved, you've got a testimony to give. And that sort of came home to me because, you know, I have got a testimony to give. And all through the week, you know, when I'm witnessing to people, I sort of give them a testimony to them and tell them what Jesus has done for me. It can do for them. It can save them. Bless them. And you know, that's so important. It makes you so strong. Well, it does me. Every time I tell somebody about Jesus, you know, you confess him with your mouth and it makes you stronger. And it's just wonderful. And it just sort of, you know, makes you... Oh, it just gives me a wonderful feeling every time I tell somebody about him. Well, praise the Lord, you know, and every time... I, you know, even if you get up here and you say, well, praise the Lord, I've been saved. It, it, even if you just say that, I'm sure it, it just makes you feel better and it gives you more to say. And it gives you something to say. Well, it's just wonderful to be here tonight and see all these lovely new faces. Praise the Lord. Bless him. Every time I see a go by, I just go to our place on horseback, you know, and I think, there goes the glory, girl. <laughs> it does, it's wonderful what God's done. Come on, sweetheart, here we are. Nice to see you again, Lord. Right. <laughs> I hate these things. Anyway, praise the Lord. It's been a lovely day, hasn't it? The sun's been shining brightly and it's been steaming hot, and I think we're all sweating just about, you know, but who minds sweating for the Lord? You know, it's really great, and uh, we're doing voluntary work down at Boulderton. Uh, we went on Thursday. That's right. We were all sat in the gym and we sat in a sort of semicircle, well, trying to sit in a semicircle. And there was this fella playing the piano. 
and uh, he started playing, I don't know what they were singing, but it, uh, it was Jesus Christ to save me. You got to the bit where it goes, praise the Lord. Me and I both looked at each other and we sat there going, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And uh, there's me and I, and he played it over again and we were singing, Jesus Christ to save me like this, you know. It's just me and I, and everybody was singing something else, weren't they? And then they started playing uh, When the Saints Go Marching In. So I sat down on my chair going, when the saints go marching in like this. And it was really great. I enjoyed it, you know. And uh, it sort of... I was asking Anne, and I says, you know, Anne, what about these people here? You know, they're all mentally handicapped, and do they know about the Lord, and will they go to uh, glory, you know? And Anne says she didn't know, and I wonder if Henry can tell me. Well, you're talking about Jesus, too. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, I know, but you see, with them being mentally handicapped, do they take it in? Yes, but if they see a smile on your face, and you'll see and you'll do something to them. Because it's a joy, your joy, you can give it to them, can't they? They can see a difference in you, can't they? I don't know. Oh, they will do. They should do. The way you're going on. Yeah. You know, it worried me a bit because... It, I'll tell you what we'll do. When we've, when we've got a testament, we'll all pray for them. Shall we do that? Yeah, That's please. Yeah, yeah, good. And today I was del- delivering milk, as per usual, on a Saturday. And there's a house just around the corner from here. And uh, Mr and Mrs Chapman live in it. Well, Sis happened to tell them the other day that I came to Henry's. And uh, it was Tuesday I went, and Mrs Chapman was going, do you go there? I says, yeah, of course I do, like this, you know. She says, you must be crackers. I says, <laughs> so, you know, I stood there laughing, and uh, she says, watch out you don't go balmy like this. And I says, no. And then today I went, and her son was there. And I had two pints of milk in my hand. And I was just putting them on the shelf. Well, yeah, shelf-like. And uh, he come round the corner and he goes, Praise the Lord, nearly dropped them, I did. I wonder what on earth was going on. And uh, anyway, I turned round and I looked at him. And uh, he goes, Praise the Lord and hallelujah. And all that cod swallop he was going. And I was going, yes, like this, you know. And uh, he says, do you go there? Of course I go there. He says, he says, you don't? I said, yeah, you know. He says, oh, well, you know, you go, love. And then as I was drawing up in the car this evening, the two of them were standing on the corner. I don't know whether they were listening or what, but they were standing on the corner listening. You know, they won't. <laughs> Praise the Lord, they won't. But the Lord is wonderful, and he really does love all of us, you know, and we're all one in him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory. Is that Paul from Scunthorpe? Well, praise the Lord. Uh, I hope you're all saved. Are you? Are you all glad you're saved? Amen. He's wonderful, isn't he? Praise the Lord. Yeah, it gets sweeter as it, the days go on, really, don't it? Yeah. Even sometimes you feel a bit down, but, you know, if you just say to yourself, well, praise the Lord anyway, you know, it, you can't go wrong, can you, really? And... Uh, there's one thing, you know, if you, if you want more from Christ, you know, I was reading in, this, in the Bible a few weeks back, it was saying, and get to know him better and better and better. And, you know, the, the more you get to know him and the, the, deeper, the deeper relationship you get with him, and it's, you know, as I come to these meetings, uh, sometimes I don't feel like I want to come, but when I 
come anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I have come because I've really enjoyed the meeting and you know where Henry is, all the spirit always is, but you know, we can go somewhere and where we go the spirit's with us as well, you know, praise the Lord. Uh, amen. And uh, you know, it says in the Bible, in the last days you'll pour out his spirit in all, all flesh. Well, you know, my best friend, I could never dream that he'd come to know the Lord. But you know, he's just give his heart to the Lord, which is is wonderful for me, you know. You know, praise the Lord, he's, and he's, he's coming on all right, and I just you know, me and my mum just keep praying that we'll just keep hold of what he's got. But, uh, amen. Bless amen. Bless you, Paul. Ah. Where's your big sister? There she is. There's his sister. Bless her. Come on, sweetheart. There we are. Well, isn't Jesus wonderful? Well, I don't know what I'd do without him in my life because he looks after me every day. And, you know, every day he has something new for us. It's in that chorus. Every day Jesus gives something new, and he does. He has something new for us every day. And, he, and we don't have to look back on past blessings. We've got to look forward to something new. Amen. Amen. Bless you, darling. Oh, perfect. Now then. Well, I've just got to tell you this. Uh, about a few weeks ago, Bob was sitting next to this man, and this man says to Bob, says, how long have you been coming here? He says, oh, Bob, Bob says, you know, oh, I've been coming quite a bit. He says, oh, I was just riding past my bike and I heard all the noise, so I thought I'd come in and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What was his name, Bob? Do you know? <laughs> well, I'm just glad I'm saved, and I just want to, you know, sort of walk forward with the Lord, and you know, help to, you know, to win more souls over, and that. Now, you know, I just say, the, the praying of it always about the younger ones that I meet, and I thank you for, you know, the old ones. Yeah. You know, the, well, the, the older, the, you know. The, <laughs> There's no senior citizens in glory. You know, the, as I was saying, the older ones, they, they, you know, they're sort of guiders, you know, and the sort of thing, the helpers and things, you know, the, as I said, and Rowley, you know, and them the ones, it's our place, and Ivan, don't forget Ivan. Old Rowley's always, always having jokes and things like that, he's always saying I'm ruffling his hair up. <laughs> anyway, God bless. God bless you, that's God bless you, well, a quick and rolling. Come on, my lad. Here you are. On your feet, quick This is rolling, then. Yes, I'm the one who's hairy kids, roughly. Well, uh, apart, from the th apart from the thrill that, that I have got from these meetings, it's also been a thrill of mine to see these uh, young people, you know, from come along. And uh, they don't want to think that they haven't not much to say because... Whatever they say, believe you me, if they stand here and just let us look at them, it's, it's, a, it's a thrill to us. 
And uh, I, I say this, that we have a great responsibility. Not that I'm no preacher or a teacher or anything, but we have a responsibility to these young folks. And, and I think that we should take this here responsibility. Well, not serious, but, you know, help them all that we can. Our brother with the fiddle, he's gone, is he? He, he, was, he was saying about these meetings, how we come to these meetings and get this throughout it. Well, do you know, since, since we started here, I've, I've known Henry a lot of years, and I've gone to Gory meetings for a lot of years, but do you know, these meetings here has, has really done something on, on my life and in, and in our family life. And, and I can honest, honestly say that there's been a real change. Uh, and I haven't gotten better. I don't think that I'm holy in that but, but God has started to work in our lives and I feel that God has started to work in, in, this, in this little church with, with those people because you know when we was coming along into that, I, I get a real thrill thinking that I'm coming to see your faces and your faces mean something different to us we can you know we, we have uh, uh, a lot of things in, in common but our spirits seem to dwell together don't they and uh, you know, it's a real thrill even to get ready, although it's a dash at some times and uh, you get up in all the traffic, but it's a real excitement. And, uh, you know, the Lord seems to be saying to me, you know, get excited because there's going to be something happening. And I, I, think, I, I seem to think that, that these, these meetings have started something happening. I, I think things is getting off the ground with us and uh, we seem to be getting... You know, close and that together. Anyway, I praise the Lord for the lot of you, and I think it's lovely to see all your faces again. And I hope you're blessed to see my <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Not sure, you've got a chorus you can sing together, haven't you? All the time, haven't you? Oh, yeah, Josie. Well, come on, Josie. Come on, Josie. We're we'll singing that chorus. Come on. Come on, with a family. There we are. Come on, Paul. I'll let you do a little bit, sir. Hey? Come on. Come on, just come on. Ah, come on, Paul. Where's the time Rose. 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 Rose.
I've just been uh, I've just been reminded about several things that I forgot to play for the spastics and we're going to play for the spastics now Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the love that's been shed abroad in our hearts to be able to want to pray for others. You've heard the request from those young girls, Lord, uh, that you put a love in their heart and you want, Lord, they feel that they want to give what they've got to these others who are in very much need. So we pray in Jesus' mighty name for a special blessing upon the spastic, Lord, in those hospitals. Move, O oh God, by thy Holy Spirit. Move just now, Lord. And we pray that you'll raise up more laborers, more volunteer workers, Lord, who will go into these places and shed the love abroad among those who are not so wonderfully blessed as ourselves. Oh God, in Jesus' name, we pray to stretch forth thy hand to heal them now for thy glory, both body and spiritual, and save their precious souls for Jesus' sake. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I say God is doing wonderful things, you know, and we've got a lot of men What's had a miraculous experience in this meeting? In fact, I think everybody's had a testimony they could give. Our God has delivered them. It's really wonderful. But there's one particular man in this meeting who's come all the way from, from Wakefield. He was uh, in our meetings many, many years ago, and he went the wrong way. He was put in prison, in Wakefield Prison, where God saved his soul in Wakefield Prison. And he's written me many, many letters, and I've written back to him wonderful letters I've had. You've heard me perhaps speak about them in meetings, but this has been going on for a few years. Well, our brother happened to be in our meeting here the other week, and he's so changed since he went in, us, in, in prison, and thickened out in every way since he's got saved, but more contented since he's been to prison. And God's done something wonderful. And uh, I didn't know who he was until the meeting was over. But anyway, he's come along again on his moped, all the way from somewhere up north and he wants to got a quick testimony for you how God delivered him in prison here we are David come on glory to God he sent me some wonderful letters I heard all sorts of things about waiting for prison I never got there but the glory got there anyway glory to God well it's wonderful to be able to come tonight once again and to share in Christian fellowship with you. It's, it's a real joy when I come here. I, I seem to get a, a lift. You know, I've, I've been broke down tonight, but uh, glory to God, he didn't stop me getting here. Amen. Praise him. Now, brothers and sisters from Thorpe, bear with me once again, won't you, while I give me testimony. They've heard it many times in, in different ways, but you know, it was a cold and frosty morning in January 1972. And uh, a hand touched me on the shoulder and the formalities, are you David Asman, so and so? I says, yes. He says, right, you're under arrest. Before I knew it, I was in prison. I was serving a six-year sentence. And I don't mind saying it was for a very terrible crime. It was for a sex offence and a very serious one. And I was lucky to get off with six years. And it was during the day of the 16th of April when the court when I was sentenced to the prison of course because you have to wait so long and I was in my cell I got a razor blade I've got the mark in my wrist where I set off to slash my wrist 
But just as I was moving it across, the door of my cell opened up and in walked this officer. Well, I just managed to get the razor blade out of sight before he saw it. And he brought a letter and he says, Haslam, there's a letter here for you. He said, it come from Denmark. He said, we couldn't give it you because you were in court. He said, but we knew you were coming back. And I liked his expression when he knew I were coming back. He says, he says, but by, he says, this letter, it's a tremendous letter. He says, it's done something to me. He says, I'm sure it's going to do something to you. Glory to God, it did. I wondered, who, could, who on earth could have wrote to me? Who, who on earth wanted to know me? And who, especially, who could have wrote to me from Denmark? I thought, well, it might be some good news telling me I'm going to be out soon. It was good news. And it was, it was good news. I was being set free. Certainly, I was being set free in a way. Anyway, I opened this letter, and it was from a friend of one of the family. I, I didn't know her, but my family didn't. The first words I came across was these. Jesus did not come to call the righteous good people, but he came for those who were tempted. And especially if there was really in trouble, Jesus could help. And she went on to say, David, Jesus feels for you. Right now he's caring for you. He wants to do something for you. Glory to God he did do something. I couldn't finish the letter. I've still got the letter. And it's got many a tear mark rolled on it. Because I couldn't stop crying. You know I was crying for bitterness. Because it came to me. You know I thought nobody wanted to know me. Yet some, somebody did want to know me. Jesus Christ wanted to know me. And the next thing I, I felt after reading through this letter, she quoted scripture, she, she, she put the letter together in a tremendous way as it was for me, you know, and, it, and to me it was from Jesus Christ himself. It was because the Spirit of the Lord works in many ways. And it was the Holy Spirit. And you know, friends, it, I felt myself... Well, I found myself on my knees crying to God. I was asking him for the forgiveness to forgive me, a sinner, an unworthy, poor sinner. You know, I'd, I'd gone to hell, I'd, I'd been there, I've seen what it is. But glory to God, Jesus brought me back, he saved me. And you know, when I'd finished my prayers, when I'd finished praising the Lord... The first thing I did was pick up the razor blade and throw it through the window. You know, I thought, what tremendous that was for me because I was going to give me, I was taking my life away because I'd done wrong. I thought none of the family or anything wanted to do with, you know, wanted anything to do with me. I forgot one thing, that they were Christians. You see, I was doubting the very existence of God when I went into prison. And during those first few months when I was on what you call remand. I was really doubting the very existence of God. I'd been to some of Henry's meetings at Thorpe. They'd not sunk in. I'd gone my own way. I'd rebelled against God. But God said somewhere, young Aslam, you're not going to get away from me. If I've got to shut you away from society to get to, through to you, I'm going to do. And glory to God, he got through to me. Oh, he's a wonderful God. He's a good God. And you know, I've come a long way since then. I, you know, I, 
I've come to know the reality of God in such a way I could not possibly doubt that God is my Father and Christ is my friend, my personal friend. In many countless ways, I've experienced His peace and His joy. You know, it's wonderful. You know, and it's, it's a very, very odd thing to be able to practice being Christian in prison. And I mean in prison. And especially for the offence I had committed. Because you're not well liked among a lot of the prisoners. But I was lucky to go to Wakefield Prison. But the best part is to come. In Wakefield Prison, they hold what we call, what we know as the Ealing Pentecostal meetings. It's unofficial. It's not official, it's unofficial. A lot of things is unofficial in prison. <laughs> but glory to God, there's some unofficial things that is in his work, in his name. And it was during one of these Pentecostal meetings. I'd been a Christian. I was asked, I'd just arrived at Wakefield Prison. And uh, as it happened, there was this big spanking organ in the chapel. And as Henry and those knows that I can play a little bit. And uh, there was nobody playing it at this Sunday service. So I said, I went to the chaplain. I said, uh, don't you have anybody to play the organ? He says, well, he says, we haven't. He says, uh, he went out on parole yesterday. <laughs> I, said, I said, well, I can play a bit. He says, he says, well, he says, you're a gift from God. He says, we've got a big do on tomorrow. He says, we've got uh, some friends coming from Renthorpe Mission. He says, we could do with you. He says, God's brought you here. He says, right, he has. It was during this meeting. <laughs> well, you know, it's like this. But glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise him. Amen. And, you know, I got to this meeting and I had to play. See, Wakefield Prison's not like any other prison, believe me. I must admit, if you have, has any of you been to Butlins? Well, believe me, Wakefield Prison is Butlin's holiday camp in many ways. It's true. To me it is, because of course I was free with the Lord. I was set free. I was free. I wasn't, I wasn't in prison. Only in the physical, not mentally. So, it was Butlin's holiday camp. Their own swimming pool, tennis courts, balls. Walk around the prison when you want. I've been a model prisoner before I've been there long. I've got a red band and that entitles you to go about on your own. You're not a security risk anymore. You go out the prison gates, you can walk up the street if you want, providing you're under the control of the cameras. Glory to God, you saved me. But anyway, this, let me get back this Monday night. And there was about 16 lads there, 16 lads. And praise God, they were all Christians. And I mean glory Christians. I don't mean a once a week Christian. I mean an everyday Christian. And as I say, because I know what it's like to be a Christian in prison and to be able to practice Christianity in prison. Because, as I mean, it's not at all good to do. Glory to God, it's good for us and we love doing it. But I'm meaning, you know, you get prisoners coming and saying, huh, another of them Christianites, he's only after parole. Glory to God, I got parole. I say three years, God set me free. But back to this Monday night, the most important night in my life and in 16 other lads' lives. One lad, a week earlier, be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And we all wanted what he got. Because 
Those that's baptized in the Holy Spirit, isn't it a tremendous feeling? Glory to God. Hallelujah, it's tremendous. And I wanted what he'd got. I said, well, I'm, I've got what I wanted to be a Christian, just like them other lads that went to church and really pr praised God. Now, I wanted what he had, the Holy Spirit. But as it happened, there was this lad called, I, I'll tell you his name because some, certain lads have told me I can tell you the names. One is no raper. He says, listen, lads, he says, I want to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. Will you pray for me? Well, at half past eight every night, the doors are banged up. You'll get in a little cell and you're banged up. But that doesn't stop us having fellowship with God, does it? Because no. No. He, he said, shut yourself in a closet. Yeah. Well, we, we, said, we shut ourselves in, in a little cell. And it's a gutter toilet. It's a glory to God. We was there, we got up, we said, right, he says, well, everybody, at nine o'clock precisely, on your knees by your bed and start praying for no reason. And you know, we did. Everybody started, we're all in single cells, remember, but we all got down at nine o'clock. When them prison bells rang nine o'clock, we were down on them hands and knees. And we were really praying that the Holy Spirit would be laid upon this young no raper a prisoner that came to Christ in prison is doing life and I can tell you it is very very doubtful whether he will get out of prison I will not say anything else but I can, tell, I can assure you it's very very doubtful that he will ever get out of prison and he said I killed he said and I ate him, you know, but I got to hate. I got this lust and I had to do it. And we, what we said to him, he said, well, God loves you though. And God wants to really love you and he wants to set you free. He says he can't set. I said, listen, he set me free and I'm in prison. But I'm free. I says, what he's done for me and what he's done for these other lads, he can do for you, Noel. Glory to God. That lad came to Christ. And he this to say, he said, I'm just beginning to realise the magnificence of the Christian life. Glory to God. That's a lifer that said that. And we was praying for him that Monday night to receive the Holy Spirit. Half past nine, it's tremendous how this happened. Half past nine, no raper got baptised in the Holy Spirit. Now he was the, fir he was the first Christian. Well, he was the last in the sense. But he was the first that had been at Wakefield. At 10 o'clock, Frank, uh, half past nine, that's right, 10 o'clock, Frank, brother Frank Leathers, another prisoner, doing a very long time. He was the second to Wakefield prison, got baptised in the Holy Spirit, and we was praying for no raper, not for himself. At half past ten, Frank Leathers, he got baptised in the Holy Spirit. At half past ten, are you, are you with, half hourly, it's surprising what the Holy Spirit does. He was the third to become to Wakefield Prison. And then glory to God, at 11 o'clock, another young lad called Jeff Cave became baptised in the Holy Spirit. Fourth to come to Wakefield Prison. And it went so and so until we got to the 16th, the last one, me. And when them doors opened at 7 o'clock in the morning, I was up that landing like shot to Frank and... And we both said it together. Praise the Lord. I've got the Holy Spirit. And we both said it together. And we set out to pray for one man. And we, and we, all, got, we all got baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I've really come a long way. 
as Henry said he didn't recognise me that, what, that's what the Lord does for you you know it's a tremendous feeling to be a Christian it's a tremendous feeling to be set free I'm still in prison in a sense because I'm on parole but God is a very very good God he's a loving God because God is love he said it God is love you know and he loves everyone but I want to say to you tonight brothers and sisters that God is working in prisons because I had a letter a very special letter I told the, my brothers and sisters at Thorpe when I got up to speak last Sunday as I do at night now because it's given me a tremendous lift God with the spirit to preach the gospel and I do it to my best abilities and I got this special letter from, from the Home Office and when it said Home Office Secretary for State Home Office for prison I thought my goodness, my goodness I nearly went down because I thought that's my parole I'm going back to prison and glory to God it wasn't in the prisons they have what they call the Coisler Wards and it's an entry for prisoners to do things paint, write and uh, my English teacher that I had because I wasn't very good at English when I went into prison that's another thing God's done for me he's given me all and A levels in English and, and I was in the bottom class in the secondary modern school and I nearly went to backward school that's what the Lord can do and that's what he did do and my English teacher said listen you've got this tremendous ability to write these sermons why don't you write a story and send it to the Coyce Awards. I said, before I knew what I was saying, I said, well, if I'm writing a story, I'm going to write my story of why I became a Christian. I said, and I'm going to call it, Would You Know Why I Love Jesus? I wrote the story, 13 chapters, not very long, but 13 <laughs> chapters. <laughs> Glory to God. 13 chapters. It, took, it only took me a fortnight, but I think it took my English teacher about a month to grammarise it all. <laughs> But she was a Christian as well, and a Pentecostal Christian. So, praise the Lord, we've got something together. We've both got the Holy Spirit. And she, she spent night in and night out doing this story, and we it went to the Christ Awards. And I thought, well, never, listen, never do anything against proper stories. You know, it's only a testimony set out in story. It was set out in perspective, so I could relate my past events, so you'd know just what I was like and ease them but how God had saved me and how it set me free from the burden of sin and I did, I wrote I wrote as I say and it went off and then I got this letter and it says the Sec Secretary of State would like to inform you that your entry would you know why I love Jesus in the Chrysler Wars 1975 has been given the first prize he said permission from the Secretary of State himself, Roy Jenkins, says, permission is granted for it to be printed. Now that is a very special honour because nothing what comes into prison or out of prison is generally to be publicised, what prisoners do. As Henry knows, all them letters I sent him was all got a little mark on where they're censored, as you know what they're censored. And uh, this story had got things in about prison things what I didn't like because God didn't like neither but God by the Holy Spirit got me to write it it's been granted it's going to be printed 
It's going to be allowed to go through the prisons only, to circulate in prisons to all other prisoners. And the best news that came with the letter is that on the, I believe, that's if it's the third Sunday in August, I'm being allowed back to Wakefield Prison. And that is a very, very special honour for me because no man, and I don't think it's been done, no man that has come out of prison can go back to prison unless he does wrong. Now, I haven't done wrong, but I've been invited back to take the, the anniversaries for the prison chapel. It's a new chapel, and they, they invited me to go back and there's one thing I, I'm, I, I'd love to do and I can't do and that's all these young people that's been up here tonight and glory to God I sat there and listened to everyone and it, there were tremendous testimonies and I only wish I could take you with me for you to give your testimonies to all those other prisoners and I know there's some prisoners there that would love to come here and stand here where I am now and give their testimony of how God's loved them Brothers and sisters, I just praise the Lord that I've been saved, that I'm a Christian, that I've been set free from the burden of sin. And to finish with, how can I finish? With the very first words that I came across when I became a Christian was, what a wonderful Saviour is Jesus, my Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless Him. Praise Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. You know, brothers and sisters, I'm going to ask Henry, now our friends here, if they will pray for all the other prisoners that are doing tremendous work, are still, being, are still witnessing for the Lord in prison. They're still going around, getting beaten up, you know, but they've turned the other cheek and let them hit the other cheek. They still go out on that landing and they praise the Lord. The witness, not just to prisoners, but to officers that aren't Christian. And it's, it's tremendous. The prisoners that are Christians come from all walks of life, from different homes, from different crimes. But we're all one in Jesus, aren't we? And that we're all one. You know, I'm sorry, I, I came, I'm, I'm out of prison. Because I was being able to help other prisoners there that, like me, was cutting themselves, trying to kill themselves because they hadn't a friend in the world <laughs> I'm, I'm only sorry I came out because you know I miss them but I'm out here God's put me out here to do a work and the work I can do is to just show the peep men and with all this country and the world that Jesus Christ does not stop in the church, in the street he goes right the way to the lowest of the lowest into the prisons and he saves. Glory to God. Will you pray, brothers? Henry, will you pray for them at, at Wakefield Prison? No, thank will you pray for that today, Will you pray? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Amen. Father, we would thank you and we'd bless you again tonight for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because we know him as a living reality. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for that day when he came into every one of our hearts thank and our lives and set us free. Tonight we can say, Hail, Saviour, Prince of Peace, 
thy glory shall increase till all the world thy glory see. We thank you, Lord, because we know tonight that you start right at the very bottom. And oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for our brother tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you've blessed him, you've set him free, you've brought him face to face with a living reality. This man, Christ Jesus. And oh, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for him. And Lord, we pray for every one of our brethren that's in that place tonight and in every place, Lord, where they're in darkness, God, thy spirit shall so move upon hearts of men and of women, Lord, that many shall come to know thee as their Lord and Saviour. Take every one of them tonight, we pray the Lord, as we pray for them at this moment. Oh, God, that thy spirit shall so brood upon every one of them that they shall know thee in a new and a more living way. Let the glory rest upon every one of them, Lord, until their faces are radiant with a glory that is greater than the Shekinah glory. For thou hast promised, Lord, that in the latter days a greater glory than that of the Shekinah glory should rest upon thy church. Thou hast said that the latter state of thy house should be greater than the former. And so, Lord, tonight as we dare to lift our hands in adoration and praise, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior, Prince of Prince. Well, which one do we want? Well, it's the finishing one. Hail, Savior, Heavenly Father, for such a wonderful blessing. We pray to give everyone traveling mercies. Keep us in the spirit. And we pray to fan this mighty flame of revival and bless this land of ours. And we thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our hearts tonight. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Our quarter past six next Sunday night, at Saturday night, on the ball again for God. But keep in the spirit. Now there's a glory cup of tea for everybody now. Praise the Lord.